RC Top 3, a weekly podcast of the top three stories from Regnum Christi. Art and Contemplation, Awakening the Contemplative Gaze to the Beauty of God. As a young woman, Gaetan Auger, a consecrated woman of Regnum Christi, knew exactly what she wanted to do with her life. She planned to attend L'École des Arts Décoratifs, a renowned art school in Paris, and spent her life as a professional artist living in Paris. But God had other plans. In 2002, Gaetan served a year as an RC missionary, during which time she continually felt a call to a life dedicated not to art, as she had always planned, but to the service of others. I was trying to convince God during my missionary year that it was really important for me to go back and study, and that I would be able to evangelize my friend group, says Gaetan. But it was during a conversation with one of my friends that God's plans were made clear to me. She was describing this life we had been dreaming of, how we were going to be artists living in Paris, having our own studio, how life would be. And I suddenly realized that I couldn't imagine my life if it wasn't to be given to others. That's when I realized that my call to consecrated life was stronger than my call to painting. In fact, in saying yes to the consecrated life, Gaetan was fully prepared to give up painting altogether. One day in prayer, upon reading Christ's words to Peter, Do you love me more than these? Gaetan felt moved to detach completely from her previous dreams of becoming an artist and, although it was difficult, made the decision to give away all her art supplies. Again, God had other plans for Gaetan. Throughout her consecrated life, Gaetan never lost her passion for painting. When she was on missions abroad, she used whatever materials she could find to attempt to capture the beauty around her. On her first mission to Chile, she painted the views of lakes and volcanoes, the people on their bikes, and the colorful ponchos on scraps of paper and cardboard that she had on hand. Then, while working in a particularly intense apostolate in 2017, Gaetan felt the desire, and the need, to paint. I needed an outlet, so painting became something that helped me, says Gaetan. For this reason, she always tries to take time out of her busy schedule. She is the community director for the Consecrated Women in Atlanta, and is in charge of family life for Pinecrest Academy in Cumming, Georgia, and recently started helping with Lumen Institute to paint. Indeed, for Gaetan, painting is much more than simply a hobby. Rather, it is an act of contemplation. And when she takes time to paint, usually on Sundays, during retreats, or for just a moment in the evening at the end of a long day, she has learned not to wait for the perfect moment to paint, because that perfect moment may never come. Gaetan puts on quiet music and sets aside all other distractions so that she can fully enter into an attitude of contemplation and receptivity of the presence of God. As she began to paint more and more, Gaetan realized that God, as the great gift-giver that he is, was returning to her the artistic gift that she had freely surrendered to him. She began painting little cards to give to family, friends, and her community. Gaetan says that for her, painting is a kind of love language, and a recipient of one of her cards asked her if she would consider leading a prayer and painting workshop. After this event, Gaetan, with the encouragement of Regnum Christi's section director Kathleen Conklin and the help of her community, hosted an art show during a garden party at the home of the consecrated women in Atlanta, where she exhibited ten paintings highlighting the beauty of religious and consecrated life. At the event, Gaetan also offered for sale five different greeting cards featuring prints of her original artwork. The cards sold out within 10 days, and the demand for more cards hasn't stopped. 
In response to this interest in her work, in August of this year, Gaetan opened what she calls her Petite Boutique d'Art, an online shop called Art and Contemplation, where her greeting cards can be purchased. It may not be the studio in Paris that she dreamed of having as a young woman, but to Gaetan, Art and Contemplation is so much more. A spirit-driven inspiration that allows her to share her God-given gifts as a way to evangelize through beauty and art. Art and Contemplation now features 13 unique greeting cards, and Gaetan hopes to add products like art prints and prayer journals in the near future. And Gaetan is planning a second art exhibit in February of 2022 on the World Day for Consecrated Life, where she will share the rest of her series she created on the theme of Consecrated Life, and more. She also hopes to offer more prayer and painting workshops, where women can help each other to pause and pray and paint and learn more about the art of Christian contemplation. When we paint, something happens in our hearts. We can reconnect with ourselves again, reconnect with God, and then be able to give of ourselves better, says Gaetan. Painting allows us to take the time to stop and look, to look again, and to be still. For Gaetan, this new initiative has been a team effort. Over the past year since Art and Contemplation began, Gaetan's community has offered her encouragement, feedback, and advice, help with framing and presenting her pieces, and the push she needed to move her mission and ministry forward. All proceeds of Art and Contemplation go to support the consecrated women of Ergen Christi, but to Gaetan, it's much more than simply a fundraiser. The greeting cards are a way to make myself and my community present in these special moments in the lives of the families we serve, says Gaetan. It's a little mission, and I'm so happy to see how people have loved them and are asking for more. Over the few short months since Gaetan has first felt called to use her artistic gifts in the service of the Church in a more far-reaching way, art and contemplation has grown much more than she ever could have imagined. She asks for the prayers of the Regnan Christie family, that the Holy Spirit continue to guide her initiative as she keeps discerning how God is calling her to use the gifts He has given her. I believe that what God is putting on my heart, and where He has been not just leading me, but pushing me, is a new apostolate in which we can live out the charism of Regnum Christi, to evangelize and to bring people to encounter God, says Gaetan. This is one more creative way that can touch hearts through beauty and art, so I'm excited to discover what God has in store for the future. Visit Gaetan's Petite Boutique d'Art, Art and Contemplation, at artcontemplation.com to view and purchase the greeting cards featuring her original artwork, to learn more about her workshops, and to find out about upcoming art shows and events. You can also become a patron and make a donation to support this new apostolate of art and beauty. All proceeds go to the consecrated women of Redium Christi. A Beacon of Hope by Niccolo Toison. The Greek philosopher Aristotle wisely said that it is during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light. This is exactly what transpires when the blessed community of Everest International Academy in Manila comes together as one to draw power in prayer. March 18, 2020, was the fateful day when Father Luis Felipe Villalobos of the Legionaries of Christ first gathered five families to pray the rosary for the healing of Edgar Gachalian, who was struck with the COVID-19 virus. Mr. Gachalian was in critical condition in the hospital's intensive care unit, and many prayer warriors were needed to storm the heavens in appeal for his recovery. The Zoom room that began with five families grew as more people wanted to join in saying the rosary for Edgar. The light shined brighter among the group with constant prayer until it overcame the darkness. 
Edgar was miraculously able to return home from the hospital on May 11, 2020, and his body became completely healed from sickness. With joy and gratitude filling their hearts, Edgar Gachalian and his wife Cheryl continued what Father Luis Felipe started. The Blessed Community's daily family rosary resumed on June 1, 2020. The TBC Family Rosary brought my family together, giving us the strength and unity to face any challenge, Mr. Gachalian shares. He wanted others to experience the wonders of such unwavering faith and gladly welcomed more to the group. From then until now, families come together online at 6 p.m. every day to pray together for different intentions. Due to the tough times brought about by the pandemic, there are always many critical requests being made through the intercession of our Blessed Mother. I think people at first didn't realize how fragile we are, how weak we are, how needy we are. At the end of the day, no matter what, we need the presence of God and Mama Mary in our families. We need Our Lady's protection, her blessing, her love. This is something the families discovered little by little, and everyone learned to love the rosary and look forward to it, Father Luis Felipe says. There are currently around 50 families praying the rosary together daily. At times, the number has even reached a hundred. A designated family hosts per week, and there is always a different leading family per decade who shares their own special intention. How wonderful to see little children, teens, teachers, students, moms, dads, grandparents, and other people from all walks of life taking 30 minutes from each day to participate. Some even volunteer to share their enlightening stories, and a priest ends the rosary with a blessing for all. The blessed community members have witnessed many answered prayers through it all, and have found much comfort, relief, and joy in being there for each other. Senator Miguel Zubiri, who is an active member of the group, reveals, Coming home from work and seeing the difficulties so many of our people are suffering from this pandemic makes the family rosary a welcome respite where we can ask God to help heal all our family and friends. It heals me spiritually as well and has become food for my soul in these trying times. Father Luis Felipe says he loves how all the families gather together as one family. This is the most amazing thing because, at the end of the day, this is what God is asking from us, to be just one together in prayer. And whenever we pray together, we feel the presence of our Lord and our Blessed Mother in such an extraordinary way. Indeed, incessantly praying with and for one another has made the Blessed Community's Family Rosary a radiant beacon of hope that greatly inspires all who participate to rise with perseverance from the bleakness of life's troubles and bask in the glory of God's love and mercy. As St. Pius X declared, The rosary is the most beautiful and the richest in graces of all prayers. It is the prayer that touches most the heart of the Mother of God. And if you wish peace to reign in your homes, recite the family rosary. Niccolo Toison is a grade 11 student at Everest International Academy. He has won two gold keys and one silver key for poetry and short story writing at the Scholastic Art and Writing Awards, based in New York. He joins his family in regularly praying the rosary with the Blessed Community. Lessons from the Workshop of St. Joseph by Father Daniel Brandenburg, L.C. Part 12. Immigrant in Egypt. Tough move. Moving from your hometown is never an easy task. Beyond the physical obstacle of transporting belongings is the even greater challenge of making new friends and connections, while missing the old. I experienced this at the age of eight, when my parents moved us from Bancroft to Rodman, 
and I've been through it again in 15-plus moves since joining a missionary religious order. If you've experienced a move, especially an international one, you can also relate to what Joseph and Mary experienced as immigrants in Egypt. Matthew narrates this episode briefly, silently, about the journey to Egypt, but noting that the Holy Family stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled, out of Egypt I called my son. This brief passage shrouds months, probably even years, of mystery. What happened during that period in Egypt? What was their hurried flight from Bethlehem like? What fears did Joseph and Mary face as they fled? Possibly weeks of travel across the desert, fleeing Herod's henchmen, following a trail beset by bandits, obscured by sandstorms, and beleaguered by harsh climate, only to arrive in a cosmopolitan country that wanted no more immigrant Jews and made the life of refugees miserable. There was no warm welcome from the locals, just cold stares, harsh comments, and closed doors. Coptic Christians in Egypt retain traditions about the travels and travails of the Holy Family. Historians note that a large Jewish emigrant population existed in Egypt at the time, offering Joseph and Mary some semblance of familiarity and language, but probably little effective assistance. Scripture itself is succinct about their stay in Egypt, leaving ample room for imagination to fill in the gaps. As protector and provider for his family, Joseph felt the keen pinch of responsibility. In these tenuous circumstances, the gold of the Magi were a godsend, paying for lodging until Joseph could gain employment and stable income. Only the lowest jobs that Egyptians didn't want were available, and not knowing the language, local customs, or currency made him an easy target for exploitation by swindlers of all types. Noble Joseph was the butt of jokes and the target for insults. The life of an immigrant is never easy, and St. Joseph experienced this fully, which is why we can pray in the litany of St. Joseph that he is the pattern of patience, the comfort of the troubled. Strangely, this was all part of God's plan for his son. His first months on earth were a barrage of setbacks. How could that be? And if God planned hard knocks for his own family, should I be seeing my own life's difficulties differently? The experiences of the Holy Family in Egypt, shrouded as they are in mystery, private revelations, and pious legends, provide three important lessons for families to this day. One, the role of insecurity to achieve deeper love. Two, the building of new life. And three, the treatment of outsiders. Let's unpack each in its turn in the following weeks. For more resources, visit www.regnumchristi.org or download the Regnum Christi English app today.